Real quick, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Yes, it it really is pretty easy. And it's free. That's the bonus. That's why I have the app, because it's free. Uh, It also has certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I use my iPhone. It's really iPhone friendly. I know a lot of apps aren't really iPhone friendly, but this one actually is. I mean, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, Anchor will also distribute all your podcasts for you. So anywhere that has podcasts and it'll be open, Anchor will send it for you. You don't have to try to submit at different places. One click and boom, it's there. And you can, the most important, I mean, you can make money from it with your podcast. I mean, you just pump it out. And once it starts to get traction, you start making some money. It's pretty cool. And Anchor will do all that for you again. It will show you everything through the app. And it's really everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't really need a bunch of different uh, shit to try to get it going. You just download the app, hit record, uh, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I mean, Graveyard Grumbler uses it, so it must be good. All right. Thank you for listening. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 18 of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode is the first of several in the urban legend category. Growing up Mexican, I, I heard of a lot of urban legends, you know, La Llorona, El Cucuy, Lechuza, Niños de la Tierra, La Chancla, all that shit. But as I got older, they, they just didn't have the same effect on me. I didn't I didn't get as scared and didn't get as interested in them as before. I mean, La Llorona, okay, we all understand La Llorona. It gets kind of watered down after a while. <laughs> no pun intended. But <laughs> So my 11-year-old opened my eyes in and to venture out in the world of urban legends. I've heard of urban legends from around the world, but never really paid any attention or didn't do much investigating because it just it just didn't you know interest me or or grip me at the time. But as of late, my eleven year old has been educating me on her favorite urban legend. I mean, it's a weird urban legend for her to favor since she's eleven years old and the. Urban Legends for today's topic, for today's episode, is going to explain why it's weird that she has taken a liking to today's uh, or chosen urban legend. It just, it, it blows my mind why why she would even choose to like this one. But I'll explain everything once the episode gets going. I'll You'll figure out why. And today's chosen urban legend in honor of my 11-year-old Liliana it is Hachi Sakusama. Now, I do apologize for my Japanese listeners, listeners and those fluent in Japanese. I practice saying Hachi Sakusama at least 10 to 12 times. I even YouTubed it to hear if I'm pronouncing it properly. And to the best of my knowledge, I feel like I'm pronouncing it the, to the best of my abilities. I do apologize if I completely fucked it up. That's not my intention. But I am doing my best. So Hachisaku-sama, let's get into it and hopefully everyone enjoys. What the fuck is she? Number one, Hachisaku-sama is a Japanese urban legend about a tall woman who abducts children. Now you know why I, was, I couldn't understand why she took a liking to this urban legend. It, it abducts children. She is eight foot tall, eight feet tall 
wears a long white dress. And when the thing is that she can spot you before you spot her. And once you make eye contact with her, it's fucking over. Obviously, you're going to be done. And what's fucked up is that all you hear before you see her is And then you look up, obviously, to figure out what the fuck that sound is. And then, boom, you see her and it's over. You're fucked after that. So the origins, it was really difficult for me to find the origins on Hachisakusama because there wasn't there wasn't really many detailed websites on Hachisakusama. So from what I was able to gather, it originated in Japan says that she goes after children only although once you have been targeted as a child it doesn't matter how old you get if you return to japan then you're gonna get fucked up because the she doesn't forget she's gonna fuck you up because she's not gonna let you get away so they she chose she targets children because of their dependency on their parents which is fucked up mostly their mothers you know what i mean you 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 find an urban legend and you think, okay, yeah, creepy. But then you figure out that the mother targets the 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 child, or not the mother, but the urban legend targets the child because it's easy prey. That's that's dirty on on Hachi Sakusama's part, though. It's fucked up. So it is said that she wears a long white dress along with a white hat. It is said that the urban legend was originally written to make kids stay closer to their guardians. However, from the research that I've done, that they only wrote that to kind of steer away from the fear that it was causing amongst people in, in individual villages or areas that they that they lived in because a lot of kids were freaking out and then they started getting becoming missing and it was fucked up. And so what 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 is the first thing that you do? Well, let's write, let's put out a statement that's going to ease everyone's mind and make it to where it's not as scary, even though it's true. So they, they, they didn't say who they were. They wrote it to, to ease the fear that, that the, the urban legend was instilling in, in all the children and, and families around Japan. But Apparently it's a real thing because there's been some children that some children and some children that have been missing and it was all allegedly because of Hachi Sakusama. And you see, the bad thing is that once you once you get targeted by by the eight foot tall woman, it is damn near impossible to escape from her. However, there is a way to escape, but you have to act fast and everything has to be just boom, 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 boom. You can't lollygag and fuck around because if not, that's a wrap, coach. You might as well start saying your goodbyes, leave your your toys to another kid and go have your last meal because you're going to get fucked up if shit doesn't start getting acted upon immediately. So the way to escape her is you must notify an adult as soon as you encounter the eight foot woman. But the thing is, you can't just walk up and tell some random your drunk Theo down the corner and say, hey, I just saw the Hachisakusama because he's gonna be like, what the fuck is that, yo? You have to tell someone who is knowledgeable or once you tell the adult, the adult has to notify someone of religious power or spiritual powers to act on this shit immediately because if not it, like i said you're you're gone she's gonna kill you she's gonna kill the kid that has been targeted which 
is all bad. I mean, I don't know how that's any good unless you don't like your kid, but that's just fucked up. You know, so you, you notify an adult and the adult needs to notify a someone of knowledge to fight the Hachisakusama. And when everything starts happening, you must be in a prepared room. So in, in, in how to prepare this room, the windows should be covered with newspaper. Salt should be scattered in each corner and a small wooden box with a Buddha statue should be provided. Now, here's the fucked up thing is that now in, in this day and age, who has newspaper just lying around? So you're already fucked. You're going to leave the windows open and the ladies is going to pop into the window and fuck everybody up. And so I wonder if you can use cardboard or shirts or some shit like that. It specifically says newspaper. So I don't know how long ago this whole thing was written. You know, hopefully for the kids sake that you can use cardboard or shirts or some shit, because if not, you're it's fucked. It's all bad. And the target should be given a paper charm. A second charm should also be hung on the newspaper covering the windows. Target should remain in the prepared room throughout the night until 7 a.m. The target cannot leave the room. No one is allowed to enter the room. Doors or windows shouldn't be opened no matter what. So you're locked up in this room trying to hide from Hachisakusama. And here's the fucked up thing is that she can shapeshift into the people that you trust. And she can also alter her voice to sound like your parents or whoever that's there. So you're hiding and you you hear, you know, the po, po, po. then you'll hear scratching on the window and you'll hear her trying to get into into the room that you're locked in but then everything goes quiet and then you'll hear your parents voice or grandparents or whoever's there with you then they'll, they'll hear you you'll hear them say it's okay you can unlock the door and let me in you don't want to be in the room by yourself and one of the only ways that you can tell if everything's okay is by looking at the salt apparently and if Hachisakusama is still trying to get in and fuck you up, the salt that you spread in the corners is going to be black. How fucked up is that? You're going to overlook at black salt, you know? But what if someone, <laughs> what if the parent was drunk or something and they end up putting pepper and you look like, oh, it's just fucking pepper. You open the door and get fucked up. So you have to make sure that it's salt and the salt's going to turn black if Hachisakusama is going to be around trying to get to you. So the best bet is for you not to open the door or come out of the room until 7 a.m. And you need to pray and to Buddha, literally Buddha, because the Buddha statues are are posted up to help with fighting off Hachisakusama. So you have to pray forever. I mean, my best bet is just to pray and until 7 a.m. That way you know for a fact that you're not going to open any windows and any doors. But you can't open it before 7 a.m. If you do, you're going to get fucked up. There's just no doubt. So once 7 a.m. hits, the, you have a group of eight relatives. So what, what happens if you don't have eight relatives? Do you still get fucked up? That, that's, you know, like I was reading through all this. It just never, it, it kind of sucks that if you don't have, it specifically says that you need eight relatives in a van. And the relatives should be seated, seated around you. And you, you have someone driving, obviously, who's your relative. Then the front passenger seat You'll have the spiritual fighter or the religious individual who's praying and warding off Hachisakusama. 
and it specifically says eight relatives surrounding the child. Now, if you don't have eight relatives, do you just do a Michael Jackson and get some some mannequins or some cardboard cutouts? What do you how do you how do you fight this to where you you meet the requirement for eight relatives? I mean, I live in Texas and I don't have eight relatives to help me surround. The best I can do is two. I can do two relatives. <laughs> And that's if they're not working. If they're working, I'm fucked. I mean, damn. You know, so I have, let me see, my wife, my kids, which is three. So that makes four, five, six. That's six. That's still too short. I'm done. That's it. Hachi Saku-san was going to fuck me up. That's dirty. So you have the eight relatives surrounding the child. And the spiritual person, like I mentioned, would be seated in the front passenger seat and the child must have their eyes closed and facing the floorboard. You cannot, for any reason, pull your head up and look for Hachisaku-sama or look where you're going. Because as soon as you raise your head and open your eyes, you're fucked. She's going to get you because now, I guess when you see her or you open her eyes, she can target it and pinpoint you where you're at. So the entire time that you're that you're driving... In the van, you will hear her voice. You'll hear the p, 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 and you'll hear scratching and tapping on on the van as the van is fucking moving. So, no matter how many kilometers per hour you that you're driving, you're she's gonna be able to catch up and still fuck around with the windows. Then you're you're gonna hear the people who are around you. You're gonna hear the voices of your relatives telling you, "Oh, it's okay. You can look up now. We're safe. Don't do it." Do not do it until you are for sure 100% certain that you are in the clear to do so. And here's the fucked up thing is that the only way to not get killed from uh, Hachisaku-sama, you have to leave Japan. Like I mentioned earlier, what happens if this happens to a a poor family or a family that doesn't have the the extra money to for a plane ticket. I mean, do they have to how do you keep fighting it off day in day out or weekly, monthly or however many however long it lasts before you lose the battle? You know, cuz I mean, not many families can they just can't buy a plane ticket and ship you out of the out of the country. I mean, realistically, a lot of kids which will I'm assuming will probably end up dying because they just don't have the resources to fly out of Japan. And it, the, all the research that I've looked up clearly says that the child must leave Japan and never return. So apparently, if, like I'm 38 right now, so if this, ha- I'm 38 right now, so if that happened to me back when I was a child and I left Japan, at 38 years old, if I went back to Japan, she would still fuck me up because she doesn't, she doesn't, she never forgets that the kill that got away pretty much so you can go back to japan regardless of how old you are and then you're gonna end up getting fucked up how is that how is that even a thing and how is that even possible that's that's dirty if you ask me i mean it's okay so let's look at the the cons of interacting with hachi sakusama so she's eight foot tall and she can see you before she before you see her so she baits you into making eye contact with her and once you make eye contact with her you are a locked target in order for her to bait you she does that which causes you obviously to pick your head up and look around and find the the sound 
And once she's targeted you, she can shapeshift into your loved ones and she can also change her voice to sound like your loved ones. That, you know what, out of the urban legends that I've studied so far, this one is one of the, the most fucked up ones for that fact that she can trick you in so many different ways. And then not only do you have to deal with her, you also have to deal with being isolated in a room and then being tricked to open the door and then getting fucked up by her yeah, either way. And what makes it worse is that you can't even make a clean getaway without her following you and still trying to bait you out of the van to fucking kill you. I don't, that's, I, that's crazy that I, I don't understand how an urban legend can be so, so not vile, but persistent. How can an urban legend be so persistent? You know, you would think that doing a little uh, prayer or doing a little spell or, you know, whatever the, the thing is, is to fight this, this uh, urban legend off, it would work and then you'd be done. That's it. You know, you won the battle or you won the war and you're safe to live and tell a story as you get older. But no, not only do you, do you have to fight this person off and then be isolated in hopes that you don't get tricked and opening the door to get fucked up. You can never return to your home country ever again. And one of the, de- one of the details that I read was that Hachisaku Samo will also try to bait you while you're in whatever chosen country you decide to live in. So one of the stories that I read was that the grandmother who helped fight one of the kids, who helped save the kids to uh, escape Hachisaku-sama, he lived in another country and he called his grandmother to ask how he's doing. And she said, oh, you know, I'm poor. I have poor health. I'm not doing well. I don't think I have many days left. You should come back and visit me, you know, at least to say your goodbyes. And the the target said, well, grandma, you know, is it safe for me to return? And she's like, well, yeah, it's been 10 years. I am pretty sure it's over with. And as while he was contemplating on if he should return or not, return or not, he heard in the in the background or on the phone. So you, you get you get baited regardless of where you're at and how and how hard you try to escape from it that it just that's pretty fucked up even living in another country you hachisaku sama can trick you into going back so she can fuck you up so you don't technically get away with not being killed and that i just think that to kick off this urban legend segment I think I, my my eleven year old chose a good one for me to cover because God damn, you know what I mean? How can you how can you escape that? How can you win other than leaving your country? And for a lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, you can't afford just to jump up and leave the country out of on a whim. You know, God damn. Not to mention you you have to have somewhere safe to move and smart enough not to get baited to come back and get fucked up by Hachi Sakusama. It just just blows my mind and and when when my 11 year old was telling me about about this lady and you know fulfilling me and all the details that i just shared with everyone she she was very very detailed on the stories that she read and and the everything like i share everything i shared to you it was based off of everything that she told me 
Plus, I did a little bit of research to fill in the gaps that I was still curious about. But it just blew my mind that being 11 years old, she was interested and fascinated with an urban legend that kidnaps kids. I mean, how many kids would be fascinated with an urban legend that kidnaps kids? Well, I mean, I guess the safe thing is that she's she lives in Texas and not in Japan. So, I mean, that's one bonus thing. And I mean, she loves the Japanese culture, so I'm pretty sure that's how it all got started. But still, I mean, how are we going to visit Japan if she's a kid and not expect her to get get fucked up? I'm just telling you know, one thing for sure is that I'll stand on some stilts and, we'll, you know, we'll throw hands with this eight foot tall woman. She's not fucking around taking my kid. You know what I mean? That's just that's just how I roll. But that's for uh, that's for a possibility that that might never happen. So. Hopefully everyone enjoyed this first episode on urban legend and Hachi Sakusama because I sure did. I, I when I was reading all the information and everything that followed along with with how how fucked up this this lady is. I was I was pretty interesting. I was it, I was intrigued and I couldn't wait to record it, this episode and share it with everyone. And next week's episode, I haven't chosen uh, I haven't chosen what urban legend I'm going to do next week. You know, there's still a bunch all over around the world and there's some pretty good ones. So it's going to be tough picking the next one. However, hopefully everyone has enjoyed. If you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email me at graveyardgrumbler at mail.com or you can get me on Instagram. Graveyard Grumbler podcast is one big word. Or I just recently created my Facebook page and it's under Tino Romero Jr. And in parentheses, you'll have a Graveyard Grumbler podcast. You'll see my new badass Graveyard Grumbler logo that my 14-year-old drew for me. I fucking love it. It's one of the best things ever. And feel free to, to share with me your encounters. And it doesn't have to be urban legends. Anything, any kind of creepy encounter, any kind of episode that you'd like for me to cover, feel free to send me anything. I'll be more than happy to share it with everyone. Next, uh, the spooky stories segment that's coming in over the weekend. I have four new tales for everyone. Hopefully you tune in and enjoy that. That's a Graveyard Grumbler spooky tales. It's just another addition to my podcast. So with that, I thank you everyone and I appreciate the support from everyone around the world. Good morning, good day, good night. Goodbye. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end, beautiful friend, 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 friend. Graveyard Grumbler Graveyard Podcast. Grumbler.